Welcome to F the Hustle. I'm your host, Kim Doyle. You want a life that is meaningful and exciting. In this podcast, we're going to talk about launching and growing an online business that fits your lifestyle. F the Hustle is all about doing good work, building real relationships, and most importantly, creating a business that supports how you want to live your life. You don't have to sacrifice the quality of your life today to create something that sets your soul on fire. And yes, that includes making a lot of money. So we'll be talking about selling, charging what you're worth, and how earning more means helping more people. My goal is to help you find freedom and create a business on your terms. Hey, hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of F the Hustle with Kim Doyle. Yes, yes, I am, of course, your host, Kim Doyle. We've got a lot to cover. I've got some major catching up to do with you today. Um, Guess what? This is episode 100. Technically, it's episode 277, if we include the 177 episodes as the WordPress chick. And, you know, I actually thought it was a lot more, but... There have been some times over the years where the podcast has kind of gone on sabbatical, and that's okay. It's life happens, right? Really challenging times in my life. So that's all right. What matters is that I've come back to it. And podcasting is still, without a doubt, one of my favorite mediums of content. And so here we are, officially episode 100. I feel like I should have sound effects or something, um, but I don't. So we're going to go ahead and keep running with this. And uh, it is game on. But before I get into what's coming and my new non-negotiables, I need to bring you guys up to speed with the last couple of weeks because holy moly, life has been a little bit of a shit show. So I don't, I've shared it in an email. I'm trying, I don't remember if I shared it in a podcast at one point, but let's assume I have. So apologies if this is a refresher here. But um, so one of my dogs needed knee surgery. And uh, she needed it on both back knees. This is something, and for anybody who has a dog, just certain breeds are um, more prone to stuff like this. She jumps hard. She runs hard. Like I used to take my dogs when I was in California, last house I was at, and there was a great park and she loves, they both love catching, like playing ball. So I would get those, uh, it's called a chuck it. And if you're not in the United States, I don't know if you've seen these. But basically, it's like an extended little thing that you hold with your hand that holds a tennis ball, and you can throw it way, way further than you can without it. Anyways, but like I would watch her run, and she reminded me of a racehorse, like how intensely she ran. Long story short, so she really started limping, and I'm like, okay, something needs to have to be done. So took her in, and they said she needed surgery and on both knees. And I thought, okay, well, I don't want her to have to go through surgery twice and thinking it would be probably more affordable to do it all at once simply because I don't have to pay for the hospital, the anesthesia, all that stuff again. Well, we had the surgery, then she did something to it when I brought her home. Um, And during the time she was here from her surgery, God, it was probably a few weeks. um, Then I started carrying her and lifting her. And she's probably 45 pounds. And I totally felt something like just in my back. So we're going to go ahead and put that on the back burner for just a second. Um, But needless to say, my dog needed surgery again. And so I had to take her back to the vet. I took her in because I thought something was wrong. And and they looked at her and I forget what they told me, but I don't think they x-rayed her that second time. So then I took her back a week later and I said, something's not right. She looks really uncomfortable. They x-rayed her and said she pulled out what they had done. So I was like, oh. So she needed surgery again. Here's the kicker, guys. 
this, I love this country. First of all, they didn't charge me for the second surgery. Um, the initial surgery was cheaper that for both knees was cheaper than it was. Like my neighbors told me they got this done for their dog in the States. and It was about three grand. They chart, it was like 1700 for me for both knees. So anyway, so he needed to do surgery again. So I had to drop her off. And then, um, from there, uh, he wanted to keep her. He said 10 days to 15 days. She's been there two and a half weeks. I've messaged them and he said, I still want to keep her. He said, no extra charge. I have to pay for physiotherapy, which is like 350 bucks, but they're keeping her to make sure she heals. So all of that's fantastic, right? So the day I drop her off though, um, I, I had, this is in Liberia. So it's about the, when I got a price point in the airport, it's about 45 minutes, Liberia, it is in Liberia, but to go to this, it was about 15 minutes. So it's about an hour. Anyway, so dropped her off and I was like, God, I, I feel like I'm getting sick. Like, you know, wasn't too sure. And um, sure enough, I ended up with this horrendous, heavy summer cold congestion cough and a fever, which the cough is lingering. I feel great. So I apologize in advance if I cough at you guys. Um, <clears throat> I think I triggered that psychosomatic. I'll leave that alone. I did test for COVID. It was negative twice. So in the meantime, I had a dear friend. Um, her niece wanted to travel. Long story short, I'm like, oh, of course she could come to Costa Rica. And it ended up happening really quick. I said, she is totally welcome to stay here as long as she knows I got to keep working. She had a rental car. Um, I said, and she doesn't mind that I'm sick. I, you know, when we tested the day she was arriving, I tested again for COVID. So she was totally fine with it. Anyway, so she was here and it turned out to be a godsend because she went to the pharmacy for me a couple times and got me like a cough suppressant and brought me NyQuil, which hallelujah, brought me NyQuil. That was fantastic. And I had also recently broken my Brita water filter. So she brought me another one. So the timing actually kind of worked out great. But um, yeah, so she went to the pharmacy for me a couple times. Here's the crazy thing. So the day I was taking her back to the airport, what I did is, like I said, she had a rental car, but I went and met her at the airport, took her to the rental place to pick up her car. Just because, I mean, she could take the long way here. I think Waze or Google Maps would be fine, but it's an interesting drive. So I said, follow me back. That That's not a problem. And I always make a like a price smart run if I usually go out to the airport. But um, so the day I she was going to leave, which would be now just a week ago, actually, um, when I'm recording this. So the day I went to, you know, we, we walked down, I guess, go to get in the car and my back just went sideways. And I was like, Oh my God, Bridget. I'm like, I can't walk. I can't walk. And, uh, I had left my phone. I said, I need you to go up and get my phone. I, I can't, I can't walk. How I made it to the airport and back is beyond me. I was in excruciating pain. And the thing is I kept thinking it was sciatica. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to be able to, you know, move or adjust or something. I made it there on the way back. I stopped like four times to lay down in the back of my car so that I opened the door and stretch my leg out so I could get some relief. And I, on the way back managed to, um, message a massage therapist who is fantastic down here. And I said, is there any chance you could get me in today? So yeah. So one o'clock, um, she said, I was like, okay, great. I come back. I lay down. It was so miserable to get out of here. And I asked, uh, my friend downstairs, I said, can I bring Lily as my other dog who doesn't have, who's not in surgery, Bailey's in surgery or had surgery. And 
I said, I'm going to come downstairs. I need to leave for my massage. Can I leave Lily with you? Because I can't go back up the stairs. She said, of course. So she meets me when I come downstairs and I start crying. I'm like, can you please go get me a muscle relaxant and a pain med? Like the pharmacies here are much better about, you don't necessarily need prescriptions for everything. Um, So she said, yeah, no problem. And so guys, I went and got this massage and she said, do you want a sciatica treatment. It's going to be painful. And I was like, "Mm, let's not do that. So I'm okay during the massage. And then I turned over and I had pulled my right leg. What's happening is my back. I've got this shooting pain down my right leg, which is kind of why I thought it was sciatica. And I, I, so I pulled my right leg kind of up to my knee to stretch it. She said, Oh, pull your left leg up. That'll help. So I pulled my left leg up and I just, Oh my God, I started sobbing. I'm bawling. And I said, I can't, I can't lay here. I can't lay here. So I turned over again. So she starts doing sort of like a pressure thing and she's icing. And you guys, I was like, snot crying. <laughs> I was sobbing so hard. And in the meantime, my friend who was picking up meds for me, she came in because she knows a massage therapist to give me the drugs while I was finishing up. I took them. In the meantime, I had taken 800 milligrams of ibuprofen in the morning. This is not for sympathy, guys. It's just sharing the shit show. And at a certain point, the massage therapist said, I think you need to go to the doctors. I think you need to go to the hospital. So I messaged my friend who had brought me the drugs and I said, can you take me? I I said, I need to go to the doctors. I I can't do this. And so she showed up with another friend's husband who said, I'm going to drive you guys. We went straight to Liberia. So how the healthcare works here, it's very different. I don't have insurance here, so this is going to be a fun. Um, But and I don't, and I canceled my insurance in the States. Anyways, so there's clinics, there's plenty of clinics around, but if you need something a little more heavy duty, then they're just going to send you to the hospital in Liberia. So we went straight there and you guys, I'm just like crying the whole way in the back. And just to stand up out of the car was horrific. They had to bring a gurney out. I couldn't sit in a wheelchair. It was too painful. Everything was just, oh my God, I had to have a CT scan and I got pain meds, muscle relaxant, Still didn't help through an IV. After I got back from the CT scan, I said, please, I need more pain meds. That started to alleviate it. I was kind of trying to sleep. And they wouldn't give me anything heavier until the doctor had come in and seen the CT scan. He said, you have a hernia on your spine. It's a herniated disc. So I was like, okay. And he said, you need to go for an MRI, which is in San Jose, (laughs) which is like four hours from here, three plus from Liberia. So they gave me a shot of like B12 or something in my booty and that helped immensely because they weren't going to let me go if the pain hadn't relieved itself. So long story short, um, my dear friend who has been just my angel this whole time took me to San Jose and that was my first trip to San Jose, which was a bummer, but it was still kind of fun to get to see San Jose and now I have an image. And honestly, I was telling her, I'm like, it kind of reminds me of San Francisco. You just have... Um, jungle and beautiful green lush stuff. There's definitely, you know, plants and stuff in San Francisco, but so much, there's so little real estate in San Francisco, it's all housing or, or whatever. Anyway, um, so we went to San Jose and it was kind of fun because we stayed overnight, which we needed to. There was no way I think I could have done that drive as sitting. Uh, and by the way, the doc sent me home from emergency with three pain meds I had something heavy duty at night that he said, take this for 30 days, which if I were to choose, I'll fill you in, could end up being on for six months without surgery. But um, 
so I had pain, I had pain meds, a muscle relaxant. And so that's helped immensely. It turns out the heavy duty when I'm on at night is completely blocking the nerve pain. Otherwise I'd still be in excruciating pain. So long story short, the fun thing about San Jose was there was an Outback Steakhouse, which if you're not in the United States, it's just a chain, which was just kind of fun to see. So we had dinner there and there was a Starbucks. And so I got a nice latte on the way out, even though I prefer Costa Rican coffee at this point, but still a little piece of the States and home. So that was lovely. Um, and long story short, go to the neurosurgeon. So he's not an orthopedic. He's a neurosurgeon. He's got the MRI results and he just said, oh, you absolutely need surgery. And I saw the pictures and I was like, oh my God, because before this, I was like, I'm going to heal this myself. I can do this. And I've had tons of wonderful responses and feedback and people sharing their own experience about things. And I am going to trust my gut on this at this point. And just, I've actually included the MRI scans in the blog post for the podcast episode. So if you feel like seeing them, I show the normal and then mine and then what a normal one is and mine. And it's just, wow. So um, yeah, at the time of writing this, I hadn't decided yet, but I was leaning towards surgery. And then I started thinking about whether or not I should have surgery here or just re-enroll in benefits in the United States and go back. Um, And I, you know, at this point, it's technically in Costa Rica. It's now a pre-existing condition. So I can get insurance, but not for this. Um, you know, and I could have insurance by November in the in the States if I were to do that. The the couple, I, I was really in the research phase at the time of writing this podcast. Um, I'm more or less out of pain. I limp. I keep telling people, I'm like, I feel like Igor, Frankenstein's assistant, like I'm dragging my leg a little bit because my right leg is really heavy, which is indicative of the nerve the compression on the nerves. And, you know, so fast forward from the time of writing this, this was a few days ago to now. And I have um, shout out to Alex Smith, if you're listening, he's been going back and forth. He's a subscriber on my email list, and has been um, giving me his own experience of trying to heal himself and then finally getting surgery eight months later. And um yeah, it, it was just, he, he shared his um, experience of healing afterwards. And so he said, this might help you with your decision, which it did. Because essentially, um, I, you know, you can't fly for a couple of weeks. You can't sit for more than 45 minutes. So the, the thought of flying to the States feeling like this to begin with, then to go through this, I mean, I'd, I'd be gone for a couple months and I, I just don't know with what's going on. Long story short, I've decided I'm going to have the surgery in Costa Rica. So I will be scheduling that and um, it's a huge chunk of change, but you know, maybe it's a little bit more motivation. It is actually. And you know, in a strange way, you guys, I feel like this is happening for me. And I started looking at you If you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I've got a really strong spiritual belief and not religious. I'm no offense to any religions, but I'm very spiritual. And, you know, I really started to look at how this is happening for me and what does this mean? And, you know, I really, I mean, that was a big epiphany I had right away. I'm like, I don't know how or why, but I do know this is happening for me. Now, first of all, I am so grateful for the dear friends and essentially family that I've created in Costa Rica. It was amazing to be in the hospital 
and not feel like, God, I wish I was home, right? Because this is home for me right now. And or yeah, for a while, right? This is home. And so there, that was wonderful. The tough part about this has been really missing my mom. And I'm going to try not to cry. <laughs> my family's been amazing. Um, everybody, they're like, we wish we were there with you. How can we help you? All the, you know, everything. And, you know, my mom would have been on a plane the next day. That's just who she was. Um, but I feel her with me. So I'm going to move on, but I wanted to give you guys an update because that is what has been going on in my life for the last few weeks. (coughs) Excuse me. And, um, it's been wild. It's been wild. All of that being said, I have managed to keep my newsletter going. Um, the podcast, I've had a couple interviews, so it's all good. All is well, all is well. And I'm simply going to trust this process. I don't know what's going to come out of it, but I think it's going to be pretty fantastic. So let's move on. We're going to go directly into what's coming and bear with me. I'm still finishing coffee number two and I've got lots of water here. All right. So as we head into the last four months of the year, I have some very specific things that I want to accomplish. I've already shared that I'm hoping to move everything to ClickFunnels 2.0 when it launches on October 3rd. Technically, it's October 4th, but I'm on the early notification list, which is kind of funny, but I'll take a day early. That's fine. And you guys, this is this is what a geek I am. I want to schedule my surgery around this. So to make sure I either do it the week before or, or after these dates, I know. Just, just let me have this nuttiness in me. Um. I don't think it's going to something, it's not going to be something that happens overnight moving to ClickFunnels, but ideally I get all my funnels and products into the platform first. I think that can happen fairly quickly. And, you know, as I'm thinking about it, I think it's going to be ideal that I hire someone to do that for what it's worth. So that's step number one. And the process of getting my blog and podcast into ClickFunnels is going to take a while. Um, And I'm giving myself to the end of the year. I will probably have someone help me do that as well. But I am going to have to do another content audit, and you know a lot of the con- a lot of the posts are going to have to be cleaned up, or they've got a short code, or they need editing, or whatever. So that's fine. So that has to happen, and I talked about that in my ninety days and saying goodbye to WordPress episode. Um, as long as I have the flexibility to format my content the way I want and add an opt-in box with convert with ConvertBox, even I may not need it, but. Um, I can't imagine why I wouldn't want to move everything other than the fact that it's tedious. So I won't know until I see what their blog format is like, obviously in the pages and what can I make my website look like. Um, and it's strange, you guys. I'm sort of at a point now where I I want stuff to look good, work fast, all of that, but I'm not so hung up on you know, oh, like some phenomenal design. As long as it looks good and I feel comfortable with it and it represents me, then that's all that matters. All right. So let's move on to the next thing um, that I'm thinking about. I've been thinking about the podcast a lot. And this was probably inspired by a Russell Brunson um, recent podcast episode where he's shifting things a little bit. And I've been thinking about this one. I want to bring back a lot more interviews because interviews are phenomenal for relationships and growth and getting in front of another audience because ideally the guests then go share the podcast with their audience. Um, But after doing this for so many years, I kind of want to change it up a bit. My initial thought 
was to do seasons or themes. A lot of people do seasons, but neither totally resonate with me. And But don't quote me on that because I may end up using one if I can't find a better name. It might be one of those. I'm thinking um, sessions maybe. I'm not sure. So as an example, like I kept thinking about, okay, maybe I do you know, 10 episodes on email marketing and where they kind of build on each other. So mine can build because I'm going to keep doing solo shows. So mine would build and then the guests would bring their expertise and their knowledge. So you're kind of getting both because I feel like if I were to sort of do themes like that, then I can do something with that as well. Do you know what I'm saying? So besides, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, just pull podcast content and repurpose it and put it into a book. And I'm like, that's just a little too half-ass. I want to have some sort of strategy uh, going into this that resonates with, does this really help someone get from point A to point B just through the free content? So that's a thought. I might drop in, you know, like quick, um, God, what did I call them before? I tried like 15-minute thoughts or whatever, but I also want to double down on video. So we'll see. I don't know, guys. I'm really open to this, but I, it's, I have to get the podcast on a regular schedule again. And this is, this is really going to be sort of my, the podcast, the newsletter are my cornerstone content. And I would like to get at least one or two good quality blog posts in there as well. And there's a whole method to my madness. So, you know, I also, um, like I said, I'm going to continue doing solo shows and I have a lot of clarity over the type of guests I want and the topics I want to discuss. I get pitched quite a bit to have someone on the show and I've made commitments to some of those. And I'm happy about that, but I'm trying to, you know, I'll definitely honor those commitments and I'm mainly doing it because it's a connection and a relationship I would like to foster and grow. But if it doesn't feel right, if somebody pitches me and it doesn't feel right with the season session or theme I'm in and guys, I am all ears. If somebody has a suggestion for a name for me on these, uh, then I'll tell them to come back later to see if it's a good fit. I don't want to, I'm not one of those that I'm like, oh, I'm going to schedule podcast interviews out for six months. I can do maybe 90 days and, and that's as far as I go. So that's where I'm at with the podcast. So content distribution, you guys, this is a big one. My biggest opportunity is to create a solid distribution and promotion schedule. The one thing that has probably impeded my growth more than anything else is not promoting myself enough. That ends now. Over the last week, I hired three writers through Upwork to take the content I've already created and create sort of micro content. My assignment to them, I said, let's do a test. And if it works, I'd like to work long term with you. And so the plan was take a podcast or newsletter, create one Twitter thread, 10 to 15 tweets and a LinkedIn post. So two of the writers came back. One was saying, oh, can we do a fixed price? So I've decided. So actually... At the time of this writing, I had agreed to that, and I'm just going to pass on that third guy. These two did it, nailed it. One, one got, They both were prompt, quick. Their delivery was nice. I've had wonderful communication with them, so I'm looking forward to working long-term with both of them, and they're both affordable. So um, I'm still waiting, like I said, to get work back from the... At the time of this, um, I hadn't gotten work back from the third writer, which I'm also telling you now. It's not, I, I'm not going to hire him we, because ugh, this is so non sequitur, but I'm telling you guys this because this is how my brain works. Um, within Upwork, I had created a contract for hourly work and then I had agreed to a fixed price and he said, oh, you have to do a new contract. And I said, okay, well, I'm in the middle of something. I'll do it later. And then I was speaking with a friend who said, that's a red flag. She said, I've hired people like that and 
I wouldn't do it. And so my point is, look, I've already got two people that delivered a good product for less than you want for this. I'm going to go ahead and pass. So there's that. Um, the nice thing about this is one of the guys, um, one, I love the fact that he listened to the podcast and liked my style and flow and enjoyed the content, but he also does SEO rich blog posts. So I feel like there's some great opportunities here and I'm very excited about this. And, um, if he were to do those SEO blog posts for me, the thing is I'm going to go in and edit in my own voice and make sure it's in alignment with the brand and all of that. So I'm on a mission to turn this into a system that works with the growth that I want to achieve and the direction I'm heading. Content marketing is simply marketing. And the truth is you guys, I've, I've reframed social with this as well. Um, I've, you know, looking at creating content, repurposing it, marketing myself, it's all simply traffic. You need the traffic in order to serve the people you want to serve and grow and scale your business. I've listened to too many people who say, Oh, I'm just going to, you know, I'll just do paid traffic or, I don't have time for that, or I hate this platform, or I hate that platform. I'm done. I'm done with all the extra voices and noises because the truth is, my personality, um, it my personality works with social and engagement and conversations. I light up. I have fun doing it. It's kind of like when I do a course. I love doing not a whole live course, but maybe where I've got live streams or live interaction. Because that's where you create the relationships and I get the feedback and it is fuel for me. So I've really decided to sort of put blinders on and I'm just, I'm done with anyone else's opinion about what works for them. I'm going to run with what works for me. I really believe we're entering the next phase of social media. Gone are the days of it being a novelty or something you can choose to do or not. And yes, if you're a service business, and you've been in business a long time, pre-social media, you've got a network and referrals. And if that works for you, hats off to you. Have at it. There's no judgment. But if you want leverage and other opportunities, it's part of how business is done today. That's it. That's it. That's how I'm reframing all this. So after realizing missed opportunities with the content creators planner, I'm going to double down on creating a small and extremely efficient team. I'm just done. You know, it's... I refuse to be stuck or limited by time and I have zero desire to try and do everything myself anymore or just with one key person. There is nothing F the hustle about that. And this is not a, a jab at you know what we did and didn't do with, with the planner, but the bottom line is you cannot grow a company with one or two people if that's what you want. Now, I'm going to completely contradict myself and talk about Justin Welsh who doubled down on social and turned his solo business, his solopreneur business into a million dollar year business in a few years. And I mean, he's making over a hundred thousand dollars a month. So it's obviously going to keep scaling. I think it was, I don't know, 120 or thousand. And he talks about how he did it. He has been prolific with the content structure and strategy. He is one person I'm absolutely going to get on the podcast, ideally. Um, so it depends on what you want. For me at this stage in the game, you know, I keep thinking, I've been doing this now 14 years. I'm done with the doing of the stuff that's not my genius. That's it. So moving to ClickFunnels, I'll have a ClickFunnels specialist. I want to be able to write the emails I want to write and then hand them off to someone to go put them in the, for the automations. You guys, I'm really at this point. I'm hiring graphics. It's just, it's going to happen. <laughs> I'm a little bit, a lot of bit fired up today. I have to tell you guys, I was talking to a friend. This is super non sequitur, but you know me. Um, 
via Voxer this morning. And she was telling me, hold on, coffee sip. She was telling me, um, so Meghan Markle, the Duchess, um, has launched a podcast and it is now number one on Spotify. She's like, so now I don't have to see Joe Rogan and somebody else, some other dude. And I messaged her back and <laughs> I'm going to do this for you guys too. And I'm all, who run the world? Girls. Who run the world? Girls. Sorry, Beyonce. I didn't do you justice. But I'm fired up this morning and she's like, you're like, I just want to plug into you. You're like a battery. This is like, I'm just so fired up and excited about everything that's going on. So, all right, back to having a small and extremely efficient team. Uh, In a recent call with my partner on Deliverit, Jason Resnick, and if you haven't subscribed, go to getdeliverit.com. That is where we are building an email list from scratch by sharing our, you know, um, experiments. So, but on a recent call with Jason, we were discussing the idea of sprints, which I think he got in talking to uh, Matt Giovannisi. I hope that's his, I pronounced that correctly. I listened to his podcast, Money Lab. He's another guest I'd like to have on the show. Um, who gave him this idea, which I love the idea of sprints. It's a lot easier to put in extra time when you know it's not the standard way that you're going to be doing business, that you have to operate, right? So sprinting for a set period with an end goal is doable. I absolutely love this. So that's how I'm approaching each of these pieces of my business that are changing and part of my new foundation. (coughs) Excuse me. All right. Now we're going to get into my new non-negotiables. Whenever I think of the phrase non-negotiable, it first brings up thoughts of working with clients, scope creep anyone, Um, you know, emails, phone calls, texts at weird hours and, you know, all of that, which I don't do anymore. I don't really have client works. The only clients I have are coaching clients Um, or personal boundaries. And actually the personal boundaries are what, what creates, if you don't have personal boundaries, that's what creates the issues with clients too. You know, and this is how we learn. Most of us who have done this type of work, we learn through the doing. We learn by by not setting boundaries and not being clear about expectations. And then when we start feeling resentful, that's on us because we didn't set the boundaries. But my new non-negotiables are different. These are internal non-negotiables that are directed at me from myself. We're getting a little meta here. Matrixy, I don't know how you want to call it. So here's my list of new non-negotiables. No more playing small. And I think a lot of people who have followed me for years or know me may not think I play small, but guys, I have so much more to do in terms of showing up and giving, claiming my voice, claiming my space, and just freaking game on. I am ready. I am absolutely ready. I'm done. And I think this is also the benefit of you hit 50 and it's like, fuck it, excuse my language, but I don't care anymore. I'm here to serve people. I'm here to show up. I want to share, engage. And I just want to bring as much joy to all of this as possible. And that's it. No more playing small. All right. So that's the first one. No more doubting myself when something feels right in my gut, regardless of what anyone else says. I've done this way too many times, whether it's a collaboration or I've hired someone and I'm like, "Eh." no, just done. And I have so much evidence that had I trusted my gut, it would have been different or better or what I wanted. So I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to trust my gut. I'm going I'm to tr- just trust. <laughs> uh, the third one is I will promote myself consistently and unapologetically 
with the right intentions. You know, I'm going to call out the ladies here and I'm not calling you out negatively, but girls, ladies, women, it is time to step up and show up. Uh, I, I just, I feel like this is men do this so much more than women. Um, and not a psychologist, not a therapist. I think I'm an armchair therapist because I've had so much therapy, but I, women, we hold ourselves back. You know, women are, we are wired relationally and it's just time. We need more women in this space. We need more women using their voice showing up. And so anyway, um, it's just, it's time to show up. I'm going to do it unapologetically. I'm going to do it with the right intentions. I trust myself. I know my heart's in the right place, which brings me to my next non-negotiable, which is that my intentions and my sole purpose are going to drive everything I do. If it doesn't feel right in my heart and my gut, then it's not getting done or it's getting paused or I'm going to think about it. I'm going to give myself the space I need to, to do this. And I know, you guys, this is such a, a strong knowing within me that when I listen to and follow my intentions, it's going to work. It's going to be in my highest good. And when it's in my highest good, it's in the highest good of other people as well because of how I choose to show up through that. The next one is to let go of how other people respond to anything I do. How other people respond is not my responsibility. That's on them. Period. Full stop. End of story. Um, the next one, I refuse to apologize for wanting what I want. And again, maybe that maybe it's a generational thing. I don't know. Or, or maybe it's something in the way we were raised. I think, um, I don't know. You know, it's like, don't toot your own horn. Don't, you know, you think you're too big for your britches. I mean, all of that kind of stuff. And I heard that throughout my life, not from my parents. My parents always supported my endeavors, but teachers or just it, it, it was common. And here's a great example. And I probably shared this story on a podcast once. So one of the majors that I had uh, before I finally got a degree in psychology was I was a speech major. I clearly love speaking. And I don't remember what the assignment was, but I took something from Zig Ziglar, the late, great Zig Ziglar, um, who was probably one of the first, one of my, the first kind of business mentors that I listened to via audio programs. And he was just fun. He was just fun. I loved his, his drawl. But I remember him talking about the story of an archer who could hit a bullseye and then somebody blindfolded him and I'm going to botch the hell out of this, but, and he still hit the target and he said, it's hard enough to hit a target. You can't even see, let alone one you don't even have. So this was all about goals, which my perception and stuff on goals has shifted immensely since then. Anyway, so I get up and I do this speech in a speech class and I'm sharing this story and I put my own spin on it. And then like I walked out, from behind the podium. Like I'm just energetic. And I did that. The, the teacher gets up and says, Ooh, I need my credit card. I think I need to buy. And it was kind of, it was a snarky comment. And I was like, woman, whatever. Anyways. So my point is I'm not apologizing for wanting a big life or what I want. And you guys, so much of this, you can no doubtedly guess is old internal beliefs and programming and things that, you know, I've come to want. And you know, um, I remember a friend saying, well, how much is enough? And to me, 
there's no such thing. And I don't mean it from the sense of, you know, oh, it'd be as greedy as you can to make as much money. But why would you put limits on growth and possibility and hope and expansion if that's what drives you? I don't care if you want a Lamborghini or you just want a bicycle and a simple life. For me, it's about freedom. Everything that I do comes back to freedom and having work that inspires me and lights my soul up and and that I get to touch other lives and I get to create relationships and foster those. So yes, I want a very big life. I still got a half a life ahead of me. I decided I'm living to a hundred. So I've got like a whole half a life ahead of me, which is also why I'm having the surgery. You know, homie, don't play that. Like I, I can't be slowed down. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to be gentle and loving to myself and my body throughout this process, but I'm ready. Last but not least, my last non-negotiable is that I'm not going to explain myself to anyone. I remember uh, a neighbor of mine. This was uh, the house that I'd sold in Brentwood that I, my husband and I had bought together. My kids grew up in. I was the back of the court and they always did a Christmas Eve party. I used to do big Halloween parties. You guys, I went nuts like black lights and I put like dry ice in the hot tub and it like overflowed into the pool and decorations. And we all dressed up as costumes. They were super fun. After a few of those, I was like, this is a lot of work and everybody goes home and I have to clean it up by myself. Minus my kids. My daughter loved helping me do all these things too. Both the kids did. And, um, but anyway, so my neighbors had come to my parties. I had gone to their Christmas Eve party once and you know, I'm a different person today than I was at this time. Right. So I was probably in my mid to late thirties and Um, I'd gone to one of the parties, but you go in by yourself. It's all couples and tons of people I didn't know. And it was so bizarre because outside of a couple neighbors, like I tried to interact with their friends and like introduce myself and it just nothing. And I was like, well, I showed up. I said, hello, Merry Christmas, whatever. So then um, a year or two later, whatever, my neighbor says, are you going to come tonight? I'm like, maybe. And he goes, maybe. And I said, maybe. And that was it. I'm like, I don't explain the yeses to you. Why do I have to explain anything else? I said, maybe. I don't, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to make an excuse. Maybe. And did I go? No, I didn't want to. So there you go. I'm not explaining myself to anyone. So that is to everyone out there. You do not need to explain the no's. You don't need to explain your choices or decisions. End of story. So my gut tells me this list of non-negotiables is going to grow, which is pretty freaking fantastic. And I'm going to write it out on paper, like do a fun doodle and and just post it right next to my desk. 100%. I, yeah, that's going to happen. Um, all right. So next up is products, funnels, and automations. All right. I just had to do a quick time check here. Um, I have spent way too much time not putting the right automations in place. Um, actually, I haven't spent too much time. I would say I've let too much time go without putting the right automations in place. I'm not going to say I've wasted time either. Even though I don't want to admit it, I have probably lost thousands and thousands of dollars by not making sure my product suite is up and available for sale with the right funnels, follow-ups, and upsells. You guys, again, this is just business. This is just business. Um, That's all going to change. My products are going to focus on three things, email, newsletter, and F the hustle, which is creating a business that supports the lifestyle you want. It's a lot of mindset. It's doing the work. It's creating a brand and messaging that is in alignment with who you are. So I will be doing a... um, high ticket group uh, coaching program called F the Hustle Insiders, which will include a retreat in Costa Rica, of course. So that's coming, um, ideally before the end of the year. Oops, scrolled away too bit. 
So I just wrapped up my first cohort of Hit Sen. Well, technically, I have one more live stream to do. I had to cancel it with life happening. Um, but I'm going to run that multiple times a year. And I'm probably going to do the next one at the end of October. So it'll run for November. It's four weeks long. Um, and if I do that, that's going to be, I'll probably add some bonuses that are focused on fourth quarter sales and promotions. And so I think ideally what would be great is to have some pre-work for people. So I've gotten great feedback. I'm going to get some testimonials. Um, I love doing it. So this is going to be a core staple and I like doing it live. I like having conversations and engaging and answering questions. So that's that. <coughs> Excuse me. Not too bad. Only like three coughs throughout this whole whole podcast here. I'm about to pre-sell my new course, Launch and Grow a Newsletter. It's going to be 50% off. The course is going to open up on October 1st. Um, it's going to be a self-paced course with two live calls. So once the course goes on Evergreen, I'll probably remove the live calls. Um, but I love getting the feedback and interaction with my students. So I intend, I, I don't know, I'm not totally sure how that's going to work, but I'm really excited about this. I am such a believer in newsletters. And even if you have been debating and thinking about it, you know, it's it, like the half off is going to be 97 bucks, you guys, for a full on course. So it'll be at least 197 um, after the presale. So it's the, the thing about newsletters, again, it reminds me of podcasts that somebody might tell you it's too late to start a podcast. I started my podcast in 2013, you guys. It is not too late. Too many people quit. It's absolutely a doable standard format of content that there's plenty of space for. It's up to you what you choose to do with it. The same is for newsletters. And honestly, newsletters are still in their infancy. It's They've only gotten really popular in the last few years. I know they've been around forever, but sort of newsletters 2.0. So it is not too late to start a newsletter. It can be a core piece of content that you create a distribution channel around, which I'm going to do specifically with a newsletter. So there are so many ways to do this. Anyway, so I hope you join me in that. That's coming soon. Um, I'll let you know via the podcast that you can sign up for that launch and grow a newsletter. Um, and like I said, it's going to be part of an evergreen funnel and my value ladder. So I have a few more email marketing products that are going to go into the product suite specifically. And you guys, these are going to be more about how to do email, not so much how to, I'm not going to get into how to set up your autoresponders and stuff. There's so much free training with every company, but what I like doing and one of the great uh, pieces of feedback I got um, shout out to Nicole Osborne. Thank you so much for this was, um, she said, this has been so helpful because with each of the lessons, it's a, you get a daily lesson. And I went through, we had a full week of story-based emails. So there was a prompt and I walked them through and I, through each email, there's a sample email. And then through each of those emails, I'm like, so what I'm saying here triggers this emotion. You're going to see how this stacks on this. So I explained sort of the psychology behind the story and the pivot to the call to action. So that's more where I'm focused on email. And I just want people to start doing it. I want people to start having fun with email. It is still, you know, I, I've heard Russell Brunson so many times say, look at how much money ClickFunnels has and how much money they put in ads. Email is still their most profitable channel. So if you're not doing it, you need to be doing it. And so hit send and the launch and grow newsletter are ideal for that. Um, so stay tuned for that. And like I mentioned, there's going to be a high ticket coaching program called F the Hustle Insiders. You know, I had I had launched the Email Insiders Accelerator. I think it was too much for where people are in my space. Um, and 
the other thing I'm doing, which I'm very excited about, and you'll be able to, I'm not, I'm going to talk with Jason, Jason Resnick um, at res.com, subscribe to him. Um, but I'm going to talk to Jason about the best way to do this. So I have a new email course for F the Hustle that I am putting together and it's called an email experience. It's going to be very interactive where I do a lot of video. And if you follow through with everything, you can get stuff from me. And so, oops, sorry. This is interesting, you guys. I am recording this on video and I have no idea what I look like. And I've hit the microphone like five times with my hands. Anyway, so what I'd like to do though is allow people on my list to go through that sequence to experience it. Um, and then I'm going to talk, that's going to be a case study, how I created this. And I'm, I'm going to take and claim the name. This is an email experience, not, um, just an email sequence. This is an experience and it's going to be fun. I want people to enjoy the process while learning something. And so it's going to be very crystal clear about what F the hustle is and who it's for, because I've shared that I've had, um, I've run some ads in a couple newsletters And it's interesting when I see who unsubscribes and I'm not looking because my feelings are hurt. I'm trying to, I started looking at where those people have opted in through. And so I am so adamant that the people who sign up for F the hustle, get what it is, understand the message, the movement, everything I'm doing with it. So by the time they finish that email sequence, they'll know if it's right for them or not. And so it's really important to me that I, I figured this piece out um, because I know a lot of people on my email list have been with me for years from the WordPress check to, to the content, which I'm, I think once I pivoted to the personal brand, I haven't shifted a whole lot other than narrowing my focus and love of email and newsletters. But really it's important that the people who get on F the hustle get that. And I think I'm going to add a segment to the newsletter. That's a little bit more F the hustle mindset, um, a little, case study, story, experiment, something. I don't know what that looks like. What I may do is record a video and link to the video. So we'll see. Um, So that's kind of it right now. However, it's not really it. Um, I have a secret project that you're going to hear about probably in a month. And I will be announcing that soon. So winding down, let's get to a little bit of life stuff, which the whole beginning was life stuff. So apologies for that. I do love Costa Rican coffee. It has been a busy ass year. I have had visitors eight months out of the past nine. Uh, So my plan is no more guests until 2023. I've absolutely loved having everyone here, but it does throw a monkey wrench into my schedule a bit and going and doing and spending a lot more money than I would have had I not had guests. Um, Honestly, you guys, it's funny. Like I know gas, you know, is through the roof everywhere. And someone's like, well, what does your gas cost? And I'm like, I'm not totally sure because it's in colones and liters, <laughs> um, but I'll just, I convert the total, excuse me, and my car is diesel here. So I'll convert the total and I'm like, yikes, like I think <coughs> it's probably 80 bucks maybe to fill my car. But the funny thing is I only fill it like once a month. So there's that. Anyway, so um, I'll be heading to California for Christmas and I'm looking at making it a little bit of a longer trip, 10 days to two weeks. So I can see everybody as well as have some downtime, you know, do the, I mean, I'll be ordering stuff (laughs) prior to getting to California. I'm probably going to bring back, I will go with one suitcase and come back with three. Um, I want to go up to my storage unit by my dad's house and I want to bring a lot of my art stuff down so I can start doing watercolors and some painting and stuff. Um, 
Then I have, God, I've got a wedding to go to in Chicago in March, which I'm excited about. And I'd like to take a couple of trips next year besides up to California. Even though I miss my family immensely and my dear friends, it's not really vacation for me per se. And um, I think I'll see more of them down here again next year. So that's fine. My dad hasn't made it down yet, but um, I'm hoping he'll get down here, you know, sooner rather than later, but he's got some trips planned too. So who knows? And if he doesn't, that's okay too. I get to see him. And I'll tell you guys, amen for technology. I do video calls with everybody. And so it's just... It's lovely to be able to stay in touch like that. Um, my priority right now is really to get my backs fixed. It's um, so I can get back to business. It's not slowing me down too much, um, but it's pretty uncomfortable and I'd really like to get off the meds. I'm a very high energy person, as you guys know. These make me a little bit sleepy. Um, like I said, I feel like, you know, not I feel like I am limping because of, of the nerves. And uh, I think I said earlier, you know, I've been icing. So as soon as I'm done recording this, it's back to icing, taking a little break. Um, so that's my priority. It's to take care of the back. So I'm looking at, I'm recording this August 29th. I'm looking at end of September, beginning of October only so that I can get the dog back, get situated, get everything lined up. And uh, again, shout out to Alex Smith. He, he emailed me a great um, bullet list of his post-operative recovery which is also what really made me realize I can't really fly to the States to do this because of how long I would be gone and et cetera. So um, yeah, it's, it's all good. It's all well. And I am still really happy in Costa Rica. I don't have any immediate plans to leave. Um, Ultimately I want a place in the States and one here. That's my mission. So I may wait until my kids settle down somewhere in the States so I can be closer to them and future grandchildren, which is so weird to write because neither of my kids are anywhere near that. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I have no idea. My intention is to stay present and enjoy every moment. Tomorrow's not promised to us, right? Overall, life is really, really good. And I'm excited to see what comes from everything that's happening because I know that there's magic on the way. I just do. So I'm excited to see what the next four months brings me. And that's all I've got, guys. So as always, thanks for listening. If you haven't left a review in iTunes, that would be fantastic. I would love it. Um, but I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for listening. And I will catch you next time. Have you signed up for F the Hustle yet? If not, now's the time. F the Hustle is a newsletter for vision-led entrepreneurs ready to ditch the hustle, grow a profitable business, and enjoy the journey. Just go to kimdoyle.com forward slash F the Hustle to sign up today.